Hello, and welcome to the American Hanoverian Society podcast. My name is Laura St. Clair, and I'm a member of the AHS Education Committee. In this episode, we continue our coverage of the North American Stallion Sport Test East, held October 18th through the 20th, 2021, at Hilltop Farm in Kalora, Maryland. Includes conversations with jumper stallion owners and riders, as well as some great tips from the owner of the pony stallion who participated this year. Because of COVID restrictions, the East Coast testing was not open to the public, so we conducted our interviews by phone. Our first participant is Samantha Bailowski, the owner of the stallion Callisto, also known as Coconut Macaroon. Samantha, thanks for joining us. Tell me a little bit about him. Tell me about his breeding, first of all, and how old he is. He was actually a suggested breeding by Otto after he saw Callisto's half-sister. He's Holsteiner and has a lot of actually Hanoverian bloodlines in him as well when looking at his mom's side. So it's kind of really interesting to see how this combination has turned out over the past couple of years. Was this his first or second test? This was his second test. He did his first test as a five-year-old in 2019, and he was a champion for that testing as well. Due to them having to cancel the 2020, we were lucky to be able to come back as a seven-year-old. Tell me about how the testing went. I felt like it went really well. I felt we were very well prepared, and I kind of, I'm, I have a lot of background in eventing, so I kind of went back to some of my eventing roots my conditioning and trot set and just pretty much worked him and made sure to keep everything basic. And I think as far as keeping him going and happy, he was did pretty well. And where is home for you all? Where is the stallion based? Georgia. We are right outside of Atlanta. And tell me about his temperament. He is very quiet. He is a very big character. He's one of those, like, you don't want to have a lot of things near a stall because he's just going to sit and play with it. Loves being loved on, grooming. He falls asleep in the cross ties. We have, like, a lot of activity going on in my barn and things like that. When he was four, we actually have a photo of my boyfriend welding behind him, and he's just falling asleep in the cross ties and doesn't care. So he's very, very quiet and just a lot of personality. He loves little kids. And he actually, we were bringing his foals past him a couple of times, and he just loves touching noses and seeing them. So it's really, he has a lot of personality. So tell me about his foals. How many does he have on the ground now? And tell me about them. He right now has four on the ground. One is actually out of my old event horse, Thoroughbred, with a little bit of Hanoverian. She was approved for the West Stallion. We have a, another mare that was Oldenburg. I can't remember exactly right now who her sire was, but we were approved in Oldenburg with her filly, and she received premium foal. Then we have a colt that is out of a Swedish warm blood mare that has actually some Donner Hall bloodline, so he has a little bit of fancy pants to him. <laughs> and he was also approved in Westphalian. And then we have 
someone, we did a uh, charity and donated a breeding for the charity. And the person who got the bidding actually is in Washington State. And her mare actually took the first try. And she had a colt that was a very, very big boy. He was born at 170 pounds. Wow. Yes, he's very. he was very, very big because we were showing pictures of him. And he almost looked like he was almost going to be like a month old when he was really a couple <laughs> hours old. She's right now really enjoying him. We were asking why we haven't seen a lot of pictures of him, and she was saying that he's a, basically a shadow any time that she's around him, and he's just very, very sweet. And these foals, are they, were they born this year or last year? How old are they now? They were born this year. His first one was born towards the end of April. Okay. All right. Weanlings right now. And if you had to pick, what type of mare do you think he's going to cross the best with? It really almost depends on what you're wanting. I like the sporty horses, the thoroughbreds. He can make very nice sporty type foals. And also, if you're wanting something that has a good jump, he can really help with that. I really do feel like he pretty much can go wherever you would like him to go. And what are your plans for him? Where will we be seeing him in the future? I'm pretty much wanting to do a little bit of everything. I'm right now actually working on getting my silver medals and I was planning on doing that working on that with him for this upcoming year and then we were also planning on doing some hunter derbies with him and just really enjoy him and have fun with him anything else what do you think breeders need to know about your stallion he has a very great temperament and he brings it out in his foals all of his foals are very very sweet and very personable and also, one of the things we've found is they're very trainable. We've been working on them with picking out feet and loading and things like that, and they're just pick it up like they've been doing it all their lives. Thanks, Samantha. Next, we caught up with Christina Parker, the owner of the Jumper Stallion OB-1B. Christina, tell me a little bit, was this your first or second test for OB-1B? This is our first test. We had planned on going in 2020 due to COVID. They postponed it and did a special exception for seven-year-olds. So this is our first year with Obi as a seven-year-old. Tell me a little bit your boy. Describe him for us. Obi is, he's a big boy. He is pretty easygoing, gentle. Um, I actually have him here at home right now. He's on a little bit of a winter vacation. He's just a joy to have around the barn. He's silly, he's goofy, laid back. All in all, an easy horse to have around the barn, which I appreciate since I have two little kids. He fits in well. <laughs> Character's so important. How tall is he? He's 17 hands. And how did you acquire him? What's your story? We own two half-brothers of his out of the same dam. I just love those two horses. They're geldings. We bought them as a four- and a five-year-old. And we brought them up through the Young Jumpers. And they're both amateur-friendly. They're my husband's horses. I showed them a bit as well. And when the breeder, Alan McCracken, told me that she had a heartbreaker and an Abab Derev coming in 2014, I jumped on the opportunity. I said, I want one of them. I want one of them, you know, because I just love the dam. She had offered to sell me the Nabob. And so I bought Obi, who's a Nabob Derev, Jidapam Ahorn. I bought him as a four-month-old and I've owned him ever since. So he's been developed in the same program. And that's how he came to be. He's been with us pretty much since day one. I own all three of them are still here. They're all actually on one side of the barn together. They're all out of the same damn Montana, who is Judah Palm Ahorn. You can really see what she's producing, having those three. Does Obi have any foals on the ground right now? 
you know, we focused primarily in his young jumper years on performance. You know, he was first approved with BWP. And for them, the performance-based stuff is really important. Worked on getting his performance so he could get full approval and licensing with BWP in his early years. We actually have never been able to stand him fresh. As a young stallion in the U.S., you know that it's really important to be able to do that. So we focused on that. He has one full on the ground out of a Presley boy mare. It's a colt, and I've just been seeing pictures. He's a year old now. He looks just like Obi, kind of the same expression. And his current owner says he's the, you know, the same temperament, easygoing. And then he has a few coming this year. And what are your plans for him for the next year or two years? What are you thinking? So because he focused primarily on so much performance, this winter we decided after NASST to give him a really good chunk of time off. So he's just kind of languishing being a pasture pancake here at my farm at home for a few months where I just like put him on a Euro walker. He's going to go to a little fitness program for a couple weeks and then He's going to go for two months, probably March and April, out to Kentucky to be able to be collected fresh for a couple months, which is I'm really happy to be able to offer that this year, especially with the new stud books that he's approved by. After that, he'll come back here to Virginia and we'll just hit the ground running with whatever, you know, he brings to us this year. Uh, You know, I, I love to see a horse after a few months off and just seeing how much he's grown between seven and eight years old and, uh, to see what that does and the plans for, you know, just continue on the jumper track, kind of take off where the seven-year-olds left off. So hopefully, you know, start him up in the meter 30s, get up to that meter 40, meter 45, hopefully this year. He has a new rider. The rider he's been with since he was a yearling got the job at Spy Coast as the head young horse trainer, Robert Mendoza. So he's going to have a new rider this year as well, which will be exciting to see how he does with someone else. He's done so well with Robert for the last four years. So I'm excited all around. If you could picture the ideal mayor, um, something that you think would work very, very well with him, what would that mayor look like? What would she be? So Obi is really scopy. And, you know, he has in the past when he was younger, you know, really struggled with, um, you know, some of the distances. He just, he gets, you know, he gets really long when he's jumping, you know, of course, over the oxers. He gets really, you know, long and he's super powerful. So, I mean, I have a thoroughbred mare here who I would love to breed to him. I am breeding my Emerald Cassini five-year-old mare, I guess she's six now, to him this year. And she's very catty and fast. And, you know, she's, you know, a little bit of that hot temperament. And I think something sporty and fast would cross really well with him. He'd maybe, you know, cool them down a little bit in terms of getting more of an amateur ride put on them. He just brings like a world of scope to the table when it comes to his power. But again, You know, we have yet to see exactly what is in store for his offspring, but I think just right off the bat, that seems to be the kind of mare that I would like to pair him with. And tell me again the month that you're planning to send him to Kentucky. March and April. March and April. Okay, Mm -hmm. fantastic. And tell me a little bit about your experience at the Stallion Sport Test. Any advice for people who might want to follow this uh, route? Again, it was my first time as well. I'd never been. I'd just heard of it and I'd, you know, seen pictures and video. So, you know, Hilltop is only about two and a half hours from where I live. So it's kind of a no brainer to go, especially when it encompasses so many stud books. So I think anyone aspiring to go uh, should definitely look into it and have an open attitude because it is very different than when I've gone to other inspections for stallions where it's kind of like a one day thing. You know, just make sure your stallions fit and prep because it can be, you know, kind of overwhelming for them in their minds and bodies. You know, I saw that a lot more with the younger stallions. Obi, you know, being seven years old and having had, you know, three whole years of competition under his belt, it didn't really phase him to be there with all the hubbub and being ridden three days in a row. But I could definitely see it in younger stallions. So definitely, you know, maybe 
giving the younger stallions, if I were to bring one, you know, making sure that they've had that exposure at competitions and not just having this be their first big unveiling, I guess, to the world. You know, the horses, you could really tell which ones had been prepped mentally and physically. Christina, thank you so much for your time. I know you're getting ready to head off on some travels. Have a safe trip. Next, we'll talk to Louise Masick, the owner of the Jumper Stallion, Bo Baloo. Hello, Louise. Thanks for joining us. Tell us about how the test went for Bo. The test went extremely well. We got home late yesterday evening. It was about a 12-hour drive. The test went, like I said, very well, but it's quite rigorous to get everything done in three days, and he's quite tired. How old is he now? He is six. was a stretch for him. We lost a year due to COVID. We didn't have any horse shows in Canada at all. So the alternative would have been to ship him to Florida for the winter. I don't have the means to do that. And plus, he had a fairly active breeding season, so we would have had to ship back early. We've developed him entirely in Canada with limited horse shows, but the horse shows he has done, he's performed extremely well with good results, did well at the testing. So so tell me where he is in the in the process right now. He's finished. It was the second test that he did his first one as a four-year-old. He placed second in North America, that one. He scored 8.39. So he's in the Hanoverian Jumper Breeders Program. He has his lifetime approvals for AHS, the Hanover Honor for Bond, CHS, Oldenburg, uh, Westphalen, and all the other major registries. So we are done. And he's the first Canadian developed stallion, bred, born, and developed in Canada to have achieved the lifetime. We had two others with us this year who got their first step of the licensing done. We're building up the quality of horses. And tell me a little bit about being in Canada and shipping to other parts of North America. Tell me how that works for you all. Shipping the semen is absolutely no problem whatsoever. So we rely on couriers, of course. So FedEx and UPS. FedEx has had a few hiccups going through their Tennessee hub. But other than that, border crossing is no problem at all. What do you think are his best attributes for mare owners to know? So he is a 17-hand Hanoverian stallion with about 48% blood in him, and the blood comes from a self francais mother. His um, dam was international-level show jumper, bred by an international show jumping family called the Angos in France, in Normandy. The biggest attribute he has besides huge scope himself, his canter is excellent, but the biggest attribute is definitely his character and his temperament quite straightforward, very easy to work with, very willing to work with, and has a great work ethic and jumps well. So, He's got several foals on the ground already. Tell me about the breedings that you've done and the outcome so far. So the oldest foals he has on the ground are only yearlings because he himself is young. He seems to be a stamping stallion in terms of they seem to inherit his great canter. They're all very, very rhythmical, very balanced in the canter, short coupled, good through their back, good use of their hind end, and super temperament. And you've got one that I think I saw on your website that you've got kind of a following. Tell me a little bit about your <laughs> Tigger Baloo. Tigger Baloo started out as his very, very first foal that was born. He's out of a thoroughbred mare who did some hunters. It was a little bit of a test breeding, but he came out fabulous. And he is quite the character and He was born literally the first week of COVID. So I think a lot of people were 
on social media and looking for things to do. We were all quarantined and closed up. He developed quite a following, so he has his own Instagram page, and I've been not good at keeping up on it lately, turning into quite a spectacular horse. And Tigger has a sister named Charlene, who's out of uh, Darko Mare, and she's growing up to be a pretty special filly as well. So the two of them placed in the top five in Ontario with the Canadian Warm Blood Futurities. Two other Bovalu offspring also placed in the top five, so four of the top five in Ontario in the full futurity were by Bobalu. But Tigger has his own following, so there won't be another one like Tigger. Tell me about how you found your stallion. Well, I bred him out of a mare who retired from, a, like I said, a solid performance career. She jumped internationally at the meter 50 level. Mm-hmm. She jumped for France. She jumped for Switzerland, Italy, and then came to Canada. Kean White brought her over, and unfortunately, she got injured in uh, Wellington. She pulled a suspensory, and they tried rehabbing her, and she never really came back to top levels. So I got her fairly late in her career. She was a little bit older at that time and bred her to Bombalu. So the resulting foal was Bombalu. Anything else you think we need to know about your stallion? So through the dam side, it's not just performance. He has a pretty strong pedigree. She is by a stallion named Calypso de Moyon, and Calypso is by Laudanum and out of a Jalisco B mare. So top, top jumping, meter 60 jumping bloodlines on the dam line side. And they in turn have produced some, you can find Laudanum in a couple of the top, top jumper pedigrees. I think Emerald has them. Jaguar male, the top venting sire, has low down him. So I think that's important to bring some blood to the breeding. He crosses really well as a result with that. He does add a little bit of, um, he crosses really well with older style mares. Next, we caught up with Andras Seabarth, who presented the stallion Long Island Tea at the testing. Hi, Andras, and want to hear a little about your stallion. I bred Long Island Tea Sire, Lotus Tea, myself. He became a very well-known show-jumping hunter stallion in the United States. He has high-level offspring in all disciplines. And Long Island Tea was bred to replace him. I'm very happy to say that surpassed our greatest expectations. Raised him, trained him, had him approved. More approvals will follow to the young horses after the initial approval completing the performance requirements. The most straightforward way, not the easiest way, but the most straightforward way to achieve the performance requirements is stallion, the standardized stallion performance test. Low to C was at the 100-day stallion testing exactly 19 years ago. Kind of cool that now his son was doing the test, which evolved into a three-day test which has to be completed twice for most breeding associations. And this was Long Island Tea's first test? That is correct. Does Long Island Tea have any foals on the ground at this point? Long Island has two crops of foals. Really happy to say that most of them, even out of lesser quality mares, thoroughbred mares, his offspring have been almost all premium and very, very high-scoring premium foals. And tell me what kind of mares you think he's crossing best with. Well, if you want a small foal, Lotus T is not for you. He was measured 173.5 centimeters, 
most land graph line horses like Tyre Lotus and he himself is still very immature body wise. The land graph line horses, they grow, they mature much, much later. They can grow until they are seven, eight, nine years old. So if somebody wants tall horses, wants to add height, I would definitely recommend him. His movement is very powerful and very, very elastic. He's the type of stallion that could do both dressage and jumping. And he's also, despite his height, he has a medium body and he's a refining stallion. He will add type to older type mares. Just like his sire, he crossed incredibly well with thoroughbred mares. We had three thoroughbred mares at the inspections, Holsteiner's Burbank inspections at our place this year, and these foals scored high score premium, eight and eight. There was a foal that even scored eight and nine. Tell me about his temperament. Well, everybody who's been at the test who comes to my farm, you look at him, he's a stallion. He's a man's man, but at the same time, he's an absolute gent. Loves people. He's not aggressive towards other horses. I have my cross ties right in front of his stall in my barn, and I get on mares that are sometimes in heat. doesn't bother them. With the chain on his nose, he knows where to go and what to do. But other than that, you can lead him anywhere. My eight-year-old daughter can brush him. And that's what I like. You have horses that are high-performance horses or high-performance prospect stallions. They have to be high-strung. They have to be aggressive. Temperament is very, very important, especially in the United States market, where 99.9% of the horses are sold to Amity. So what is your plan with him from this point forward? What does his future look like for you? Well, he's going to breed, uh, hopefully, a good number of mares this upcoming breeding season, too. I will, of course, show him in both dressage and jumping, maybe dabble a little bit of eventing. With my background, where I grew up, young stallions, they had to be trained in dressage, do show jumping, and they had to do cross-country until they were six years old. Afterwards, they specialized. Even the high-performance dressage horses, they had to do some jumping, they had to do cross-country. Do not believe in today's total separation of the dressage and the show jumping lines. The stallion has to be athletic. I also believe in stallions that can jump. They do not have correct movement. Of course, I don't like riding stallions that can jump, but that can't move. And also, if you want a commercially successful stallion, it has to appeal to all the disciplines, because what happens if a particular foal of a stallion is not a stellar jumper? If the foal can't move, then you don't have anything. Andras, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. As many of you know, the North American Stallion Sport Test is a multi-registry stallion licensing. And this year, we had a Haflinger stallion named Standing Ovation, owned by Marcy Siegel, who participated at the Eastern testing site. Marcy, thanks so much for your time. Tell us about your boy. So Standing Ovation is a five-year-old Halflinger Stallion. He was bred by Mary Procopio at New Horizon in Michigan. His dad is Stellar TBR. His mom is uh, Ricola DTA. And her sire is Adanic. Mom is silver classified through Halflinger and has been infected through RPSI and 
Westphalen, and his dad is actually the first pony to do the 30-day test, or the first halflinger to do the 30-day test. So tell me how you found him. I actually found him because I was going to, I really love Stellar. I was going to breed one of my mares to Stellar. And after an entire year of trying and trying and trying, we found out that I just couldn't breed her. She wasn't going to ever take. Mary had mentioned that she had an in utero foal available. So I purchased him in utero. And I got the call that he was here and was a boy and was early and a surprise. And he was born out in a field. His mom had tricked Mary. And so the same day I looked at the farm that I live at now, I was house hunting. He was born. And I was like, well, this is perfect. Found the farm, got the boy. So tell me, what exactly is the process for ponies and with the sport horse test? So he is actually all done. He is lifetime approved license because the ponies only actually have to do it one year because they're presented for jumping and dressage in the same year. So they are required to do both the jumping and the dressage, whereas the horses have to do two years in their declared discipline, so either jumping or dressage. And the reason they do this is to try to match what they're doing in Europe, where the ponies are still only doing the 30-day testing. Any advice for people who are considering uh, going to a stallion sport horse test in the future? Make sure they're prepared. I think the biggest thing we did that really helped him was making sure that they understood that they were going multiple times in a day. It's a lot on them to do the jumping and the dressage for the ponies in one day. And so for them, I think our biggest thing that we did that really benefited him was doing both of those things in one day as we were training him so that he was used to that sort of muscle work and muscle fatigue. I definitely think other people should should do it. Well, listen, anything else that you'd like to tell us about your boy? He's been a blast to be my guinea pig with. He's just got such a great personality. <laughs> He's like, all right, mom, this is what we're doing today. All right. Taking him to Hunter Derbies. We've done a uh, little schooling dressage shows to get ready for this. He takes it all in stride. That's super helpful. Well, he sounds like he's got a great future ahead of him. Thank you so much for your time and congratulations. On behalf of the American Hanoverian Society, we'd like to thank all of those who participated in the North American Stallion Sport Test this year and the host facilities, judges, and test riders who made it all possible. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to stay up to date on future episodes. Find out more about us on our website, anavarian.org.